All right, hello and good evening, everyone. This is Kevin Finkel here. Welcome to episode number 33 of Magic the Final Frontier. It's a podcast all about the MTG Frontier format, where we keep our listeners up to date with what is new, interesting, and powerful in the world of Frontier. Uh, and I am Matt Murday, Frontier lover and Spike in Toronto, Ontario. And I am Ryan Schwenk, the Japan hobbyist, playing Frontier out of Tokyo, Japan. All right, uh, Planeswalker, Planeswalker, Planeswalker. We have... It's Chandra. Sarkhan. Oh, no, it's not Chandra. Sarkhan. Um, three mana Planeswalker, three loyalty. Ooh, I'm seeing a mm-hmm. cycle, I think. Um, it has a plus one and another plus one and a minus seven. So plus one, discard a card. If you do, draw a card. Mm. That's good. We've seen that at four mana. I've been happy with it. We've seen that at three mana. I've been happy with it. Um, plus one, add two mana to your mana pool in any combination. Spend that mana only to cast dragon spells. Mm. Okay. Minus seven, create four five five red dragon creature tokens with flying. Mm. Man, Wizards has really nailed how to make a shitty three mana planeswalker. <laughs> Language. They've got the formula down. <laughs> so this is one hundred percent are we playing dragons? Yeah. Yes, he's in the deck. Are we pl- not playing dragons? No. No, he's, he's not seeing any play. Yeah. Yes. Is that even is that even true? Would you would you really run him in dragons? Like you think he's worth running? I mean, he doesn't defend himself. He doesn't pass a planeswalker test. Do we have a six mana dragon really, we want to play? And he doesn't really give you like card advantage at all. There's there's no card advantage well, I mean, built into this guy until you all. He goes. Mm-hmm. You get you get to five the next turn, or you get to, yeah, you do get to six. So you could play one of the dragon lords. Um, there's some six mana dragon lords, right? I mean, are they all seven? I mean, like yeah, Dromoka. You'll yeah. get a bit of you'll get a bit of tempo off him, but like I don't know, it's that. I don't think that's worth it for a three mana three drop. How about Silumgar's six, right? Yeah. The Dragon three Lord five Silumgar. that gain control of one of their things. Sure, what are you so, gonna gain control of on turn three or four though? Yeah, indeed. <laughs> but yeah, Grick 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 like Dragons. I want him to be good, I just I don't think he is good. Mm-hmm. Alright, well I'm going to go to a different red one Because I'm looking right above it as a card I kind of forgot about, but I need to brew around Dismissive Pyromancer, one and a red For a 2-2 human wizard Red, tap, discard a card, draw a card So it can imitate Sarkin Or three, tap, sacrifice the Pyromancer And it deals four damage to target creature So Sarkin, but better <laughs> But good um, This card is so interesting I mean, it, it's a great It's it's a rummager, but it, so it's not a looter But mm-hmm. I think red really wants that effect, right? And then it kills something. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a bit slow, mm-hmm. but I think it's pretty powerful. Like this, this to me reads kind of like the Planeswalkers of old, mm-hmm. like with the multiple um, they, they, abilities. Yeah, before they invented actual Planeswalker cards, mm-hmm. and they were just like, Here, "Here's a creature, so you're saying, does a bunch of stuff." So you're saying this is the new Death Rite Shaman? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> Everyone, you heard it. Uh, Second only to Death Rite Shaman, this one right here. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, I don't know right. where he's going to fit in, but I definitely think it's a powerful card. Yeah, interesting. Are you want to spit some hot flame for us? Me? Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, I ca- your card. Oh, well, I was... Uh, I did want to talk a little bit about uh, Gutter Snipe, actually. I was mm. kind of excited when that got reprinted. The blue-red... Um, so yeah, if people don't know what Gutter Snipe is, it's a 3-mana 2-2 Goblin, and whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, it deals 2 damage to each opponent. And I know that blue-red um, Pyromancer, or not Pyromancer, uh, Alchemist, um, has put up 
some decent results in the past, and this is just another card that I think can really help out that tier three deck. It's it's so interesting. So I want to try this card out. I haven't gotten a chance to yet. One thing I immediately worry about it, though, is the fact that it is just instant or sorcery, mm-hmm. and I feel like a lot of the cards I kind of want for that deck aren't instants and sorceries. So things like Smuggler's Copter, this doesn't work with. Things like Fevered Visions, this doesn't work with. Smuggler's Copter's in the Thermo Alchemist deck? Um, it, it might be if we're playing hmm. like the Firebrand Archer and this guy. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know if we can do that. I mean, it doesn't work with... Um, so enchantments and things are really what I'm looking mm-hmm. at. Could also... Well, this is a really... Uh, go ahead. I was going to say it could also work in the Thing in the Ice deck. Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. If you can't get mad excited about it, and th- I don't think it's going to be it, the two, the two toughness for three mana, it, it really mm-hmm. hurts it. I think. Yeah. I see. I don't know. I don't think the toughness matters as much because I don't think you're looking to block with this guy. I think. I, I think the three mana is really what hurts mm-hmm. it. Like it's just like, is this effect uh, worth three mana when it doesn't hit the? It doesn't do anything when it comes into the field. It, it's a card that's exciting for me to see. I I think it's cool. I like it. I want it to be good. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of looking at it thinking, oh, I don't know, three mana is a lot for the kind of card this deck, or this, for the kind of deck this card wants to go in. Mm. Okay. Well, there's a lot of other good goblins. I, yes. I, I would say playable goblins in the M19 set. So one of them Absolutely. here I see is Goblin Instigator. This one, I think, mm-hmm. was early spoiled, and I've been excited about it the whole time. It's one in a red for a 1-1 Goblin Rogue, and when it enters battlefield, you create a red one, 1-1 Red Goblin Token. So it's dragon fodder, but it's a creature instead of a non-creature. So would you play this as well as dragon fodder then? In a Tarka, in a Tarka, I might not. Hmm. I kind of think you might, because I think, I think one. I mean, I don't know. I think the real way to play a Tarka right now is probably chain whirler. Mm-hmm. But if we weren't living in a chain whirler, whirler world, chain world, um, I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I know. Um, I think one of the biggest problems a Tarka has had is that. Um, Hordling Outburst is just a lot worse than, than uh, Goblin Fodder. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Dragon Fodder, sorry. Uh, so I think, outside of the fact that I think Chain Roller is probably the best card to be playing right now, I th- you could probably talk me into cutting my three drops entirely and just running this, well, so just to be more consistent. Yeah, I think people have been that. trying to find something that to replace Hordling Outburst. So I've seen Goblin Rabble Master, I've seen mm-hmm. Sapperling Migration, I've seen Chain Whirler. I've seen Firecraft is what some people were doing. So here, yeah. Sorry, I just I sorry to cut you off. One more thing. Mm. Yeah. I think the big secret there is just that it's not that Hordling Outburst is a bad card. No, it's not. It's that it's that a Tarka isn't a three drop deck. Mm. Um, I think it's just it's it wants the consistency to just go off fast, mm-hmm. and you could probably even cut a mana. Uh, or a land out of the deck if you're cutting three drops entirely which makes it more consistent more lean um other than again i think the fact that i think chain roller is probably busted and probably you should play chain roller okay and since we were on the topic of goblins let me quick jump through the other one we have here goblin trash master is a four mana yes. goblin three three other goblins you control get plus one plus one sack a goblin destroy an artifact i think it's decent i think I mean, we were just saying we don't want three drops, so we have to find some kind of goblin deck, and it will want a four drop, which I guess could be a three drop if we have our mana reducer, but I'm still a little worried about this one. Well, so, so that's, that's the thing. I was, I was going to ask you guys. It, we have enough goblins now. Is it possible that instead of just like the traditional Altarka red deck, 
can there be a goblins deck as well now? I'm I'm looking at it. I'm going to see if it's an option. So far, I haven't seen anything that really turns the corner for me. So I'm not quite there yet. I've I've tried a lot, and I just I I've because never been able to make it work. Because I, I just I don't think it's as good as a Tarka. We have the chief. No, was it not the chieftain? It's the one that makes everybody the lieutenant the war that chief. makes them all cheap. Well, the one the lieutenant makes them all cheaper, correct? I think it's war chief, goblin war chief. Yeah, war, war chief. Yeah. So like we have that card in there. This guy is really only a three drop. Not saying, I mean, not saying I'm going to play four Warchief of them. Chief is but... already a three drop, right? Like that's that's not the best effect for your three drop. Mm-hmm. Like, the big problem is that all the really good goblins are at three mana, mm-hmm. and like it's a deck that just wants to go fast and just murder you. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they have the staying power. This so like, could be a side if you wanted, card. If you if you wanted to talk to me, maybe about like. I think you could do a really fun kitchen table mm-hmm. goblin deck that slowed down a little bit. If we're talking competitive frontier, I just... It's not good enough. It's not fast enough. Yeah. Yeah. What about... Um, uh, yeah, yeah, there, there's one more goblin that I wanted to talk about, the Dark Dweller Oracle. This card is so interesting. It's another one of these ones yeah. that's a really exciting red card I haven't found a home for yet. So one and a red, 2-2 two, two, Goblin Shaman. And it has the ability for one sacrifice a creature, exile the top card of your library. You can play that card this turn. Hmm. So the important part here is you still have to pay the mana cost of yeah. that card. Yes. Um, at first, I didn't think so. I was like, this card's broken. <laughs> um, but now that I know you have to pay it, and you also it's, you just get tax one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It makes you resistant to removal, which is cool. Um, but I don't know. It does. I don't think it's. No, not yeah, that, no, not quite. Yeah. Um, can we a quick look at the dragons? Because, you know, we, if we've got some dragon payoff cards, what mm-hmm. are the new dragons we've got to activate that? So we've got Demanding Dragon, I think is exciting. This is a 5-mana five 5-5 five, five flyer. When it enters the battlefield, it deals 5 to target opponent, unless that player sacrifices a creature. So I've kind of heard this say, is like, oh, it's basically a 5-5 five, five flyer with haste. Mm-hmm. Kind of, except that, like... Either it hits him for 5, time... or they chump it with a creature. Mm. Yeah, but they get to choose the creature, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if I sacrifice my Elvish Mystic on turn five, you're kind of like, oh, well, that was worthless, right? Yeah. It's like, it's to me, it reads a lot like Glorybringer, but it seems it seems like the ETB is a lot worse in exchange for a five-five body, and I don't know how much that's worth mm-hmm. it, you know. And and it, and it has less recurrent value. Okay, and then the other one I kind of wanted to look at maybe is the six mana six-six flyer. And whenever another non-token dragon enters the battlefield, you get a 5-5 dragon token. She also has one and a red dragons you control get plus one plus zero. Yeah, that's like, that's two EDH for me, if you ask me. <laughs> okay. You you called it, buddy. Jeez, I mean, I'll play a Tarka, and she's seven mana, but... <laughs> yeah, I don't um, know if there's any good dragon decks right now. I mean, there, there, there could be... I don't think there is yet. I think just... I'm willing to look at one. Um, the the other one I wanted to mention is Dragon Egg got a reprint, so that's a three mana dragon. So that kind of interests me in the fact that we've got a lot of dragon cards that care about dragons, and this is one that triggers it at three mana. So that's fairly exciting. Mm-hmm. I guess a big part of the problem with all the dragon payoff cards mm-hmm. we got this set is they feel like they're just a lot worse than the dragon cards we got in Dragons of Tarkir. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Yeah, like. So like go, go, to kind of talk about that is spit flame right? Mm-hmm. It kind of, it's kind of a lot like, uh, 
Is it Draconic Roar? Yeah, Draconic Roar. So this is two and a red for an instant that does four to target creature only. And if when a dragon enters the battlefield under your control, you can pay red if you do return mm-hmm. it from your graveyard to your hand. So, like, I read this card, and it's the kind of card that, like, really gets me going on. Mm. If I can recur this forever. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, do I really want to slow down my already slow tribe mm. by, by putting a one-man attack on all my creatures? No, not really. Yeah, it's cool. Mm. like it. Okay, so let's uh, let's be quick here with green. Green, we've got a Planeswalker. Vivian Reed, five mana, five p- loyalty, plus one. Look at the top four cards of your library. You can choose a creature or land among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest in the bottom. Minus three destroys an artifact, enchantment, or creature with flying. And then a minus eight is you get an emblem with creatures you control, get plus blue plus two, have vigilance, trample, and indestructible. Hmm. This I like might her. Be, yeah, this might be one of the best of the Planeswalkers from this set. As a Planeswalker. Hmm. I, I was definitely I mean... doubtful of her at first. I think she's stronger than she looks. So that minus ability, it hits a lot of things that a deck, the green mid-range deck, can't normally deal with. So mm-hmm. artifacts, Smuggler's Copter, Flyers, those are some well, things Well, Smuggler's Copter, it wouldn't kill. It can, because it can kill an artifact. Oh, that's right. I was going to say if it's a creature with flying, but okay, yes. yeah. <laughs> um, the plus, it's card advantage, and it's a strong card advantage. It doesn't hit other planeswalkers, but you get card selection and creatures. Mm-hmm. And um, the ultimate doesn't look like it wins the games, but I've found that the kind of games where you get into a stall with a green deck like this, where you would be ulting her, it does win the game in those situations. Mm-hmm. It breaks the breaks the uh, mirror, I think. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's not terrible. I just, I'm so bored of it. <laughs> okay. Like, it just, it's just like, it feels like every other five man. It's the green objects or something. Mm. Yeah. It's just like, well, it's like the kind of very, I feel like it's kind of very similar to Nissa from KLD. Um, and I know she did stuff mm-hmm. with lands and all that stuff, that, but the bottom line is kind of like, you have some, have some minor card advantage. That, that, you know, that like, minus three is so good because. There's never been that kind of effect on a green planeswalker before, other than Vraska, which is black and green. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's so good. It's 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 fine. It's on a it's a five drop. Like it's like, yeah, my my five mana planeswalker better do something mm-hmm. good when I down ticket. I don't know if this is good enough. You know, like at five mana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the five mana is just such a huge amount to give up in front. Yeah, I definitely agree. And there are other good five mana planeswalkers, so you can't really be in too many other colors, or you'd rather be playing something else. So, yeah, and I mean, like this isn't this isn't. I don't think this is better than the other five mana green planeswalkers we have. Hmm. I don't think it's worse. It's just like it's just on board. It's like it's it's the same. We have this. Right, How do you feel mm-hmm. about five green mana for a ten ten? Gigantosaurus, green, 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 <laughs> ten, ten. Yeah. It's card in the set. Do you, do you want to take this? Me? Yeah. Um, I can take it, but do you, do you want it? Uh, I mean, I think it's it's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, ten, I ten. It it's it's going to get chumped all day. Yeah. Um, you have to basically that's, play it with like Ronas or. That's absolutely the best way I've ever heard. <laughs> like, I didn't expect your response to be so good. That's perfect. Um. I don't know another card. That's that's why like I kind of like that mammoth from the dual deck because it's six mana and it all. It's a six mana eight eight and it gives all your creatures trample. Yeah, it certainly looks like those two would curve into each a other well. I don't know if that's going to happen. Super Timmy card. But... 
It's a we, super, we need some other of the card. good green, like the green devotion cards. Mm-hmm. Then I can get behind it. Yeah, if they reprint Nykthos, then I'll be really excited oh, about God, this. I am dying for a Nykthos reprint. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on with green because there's a bunch of other things we want to talk about. Um, want to talk about Goreclaw is kind of a fun card. That's an option mm-hmm. here. This is the this is the Teamer Legend we never got. It's four mana for a four three legendary bear. Creature spells you cast with power four or greater cost two less to cast, and whenever it attacks, um, each creature you control with power four or greater gets plus one plus one gains trample until end of turn, and that includes itself. Mm. I like are you guys it. building around this? I know some people are because it, it's pretty interesting. You can kind of there's the teamer ascendancy. There's a lot of cheapish four power creatures. Like you can play a lot of three mana four power creatures that then become one mana four power creatures. Mm-hmm. So. I am not a commander guy, but there's a lot of cards in this set that really kind of tickle my commander bone, and this is one of them. Yeah. I just, I think this card's so cool. I love it. I just, I can never play it in front of <laughs> Okay. No, yeah, that's I fair. Could, I could maybe see it in a see the unwritten deck, but again, that's like a super Timmy deck that's not going to win any games. Hey, uh, yeah, like I this won is, this is a sweet Timmy card. Unwritten. Just saying. Hmm. <laughs> This is a sweet Timmy card. I I want it to be successful. I I hope somebody breaks this so that I can play it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't have faith that it's actually breakable in Frontier, mm. so I'm not going to put the effort in myself. Yeah. All right. Uh, why don't you grab a different card then? Something a little more breakable. So let's look at Elvish Rejuvenator. Ooh. Okay. So this is there's a couple good elves. So this is the one that you wanted to mention. It's two and a green for a one one elf druid. When it enters the battlefield, you have the top five cards of your library. Put a land from among them onto your battlefield tapped. So it right onto the battlefield and you put the rest in the bottom. So I almost see this as like a cycle with the the two three vigilance guy we talked about earlier, the bugler. Um I, I kinda see this as a fixed oh what is the name of that elf? Um Wood Elves. Wood yeah, Wood Elf. This this seems like yeah. a fixed Wood Elf well, that was like a fixed recruiter of the guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And like this card isn't like I wouldn't call this card like even breakable, but like it's kind of one of those cards that I like. I like to talk about the role players, mm-hmm. right? Because like, those are the ones that are more likely to, I think, to find a home. Where, um, kind of, as we have more and more synergies, it's the role players that are going to kind of build into something stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas any, you can pick any bomb. Like we have ten million bombs a set, yeah. and it's like, I don't know whether this one will do it or not. But like the role players, they're going to be the ones that build a deck. So I think. I think we're, like, just sweet ramp attached to a body. I'm in. I think the closest competition is probably the um, Flip Nissa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although she doesn't put it into play, so she's not ramp. She just finds you lands. Do you guys think that... I know in, like, modern, they have uh, Elf Ball. You know, you, you get the um, Crater Hoof Behemoth into play, and you just smash... Do you think that could ever happen with that Eldrazi guy? The problem um, is, with, I mean, he, he's not, he doesn't get his ability when you fetch him, and his ability is just a flat plus two plus two. So you're talking and about trample, Decimated right? of the Provinces. Yeah, plus two plus two Trample. You're talking about Decimated of the Provinces, the 10 drop that you can emerge for six green, green, green. Um, that's another problem is that green, green, green is really hard to come by, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and just, well, if you're playing he, he like green elves, quite the green elves. Thing. Yeah. Just, I mean, to me, he was always very almost. Like, I think yeah. he just... I like him. I've thought about the strategy a lot. I've tried to make it work. Um, but if you I don't want... think 2-2 two, two is enough. 
if you want a mana sink in green, we've got a mm-hmm. sweet new elf for you. Um, the other mm-hmm. elf I really want to talk about here is an elvish chance. Can, uh, elf, sorry, elvish clan caller. I almost called it chancellor. Um, green, green for a one one. Other elves you get control get plus one plus one, and for four green, green tap, you can search your library for a copy of itself and put it into the battlefield. It's so busted. Yeah, it's pretty sweet there. Um, so <laughs> Elves has been dying for another two drops, so that fills that role. It's a two-mana Lord, which is just huge, and it's a Mana Sync, which is the other thing that we've been mm-hmm. saying Elves really, really need. So I think this is really going to put Elves back on the map. Mm. I think it it really gives Elves something they were desperately missing, which I think if you've been listening to the podcast long enough, you've probably heard us say, you know, they need a way to weaponize their ability to go wide. Mm-hmm. And they need a mana. Sink. Other than the shaman of the pack, um, yeah, or the yeah, yeah. That? I think that was his name. Yeah, yes, shaman of the pack is kind of what that was like their know. only win condition before, but now it's like oh crap, you know you have this and driven to despair. Mm-hmm. They're getting a little more well rounded. I think the big problem is right now is all of their win conditions. Like every one of them is just do I have a million people on the board? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just like they're they have one like just really glaring weakness to board wipes. Mm-hmm. Um, and their and mono just, requirements kind of push it to the point where they can't play even removal. Like, they have trouble playing Fatal Push because they're trying to get green, green, green on turn two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, it's just, like, this This helps elves. Absolutely, it does. But they, they still have... It's kind of like spirits where, like, mm-hmm. they, there's just one glaring weakness holding the deck back. Like, the firepower is there. Um, the value is probably there for both of these decks. Um, but there's just kind of one area where they're not just not very well rounded yet. Um, so I'm hoping as we kind of go forward, we'll, we'll see more um, kind of... I don't want to see the weaknesses disappear, but I want to see them be less pronounced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I've got one more green card I want to mention, and then we still do have some multicolor and artifacts, so let's uh, keep it moving here. Uh, I want to talk about Runic Armasaur. It's one green green for a 2-5. And whenever an opponent activates an ability of a creature or land that isn't a mono ability, you draw a card. Yeah, I don't. I, I couldn't figure out. I, it sounds strong. I just can't figure out how to use it. I'm a little hesitant just because we thought that. Oh, what is the four mana four five? Ripjaw Raptor. We Rip thought he was going to be so yeah. good, mm-hmm. and then he kind of never got any play that we saw at all. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the same issue. Is like. The upside on this, the potential upside is there, absolutely. Um, drawing a card is obviously a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Um, a two five is just a huge bug. Oh, it's ridiculous, yes. Mm-hmm. But but it's kind of like, in a lot of ways, it's kind of like uh, Ripjaw Raptor, or Harsh Mentor, um, in that it just it gives your opponent a choice, which is kind of like, if you if you pay attention to Eternal formats and especially red cards in Eternal formats, you just you know that's bad, mm-hmm. right? Um, these people talk about it all the time. Oh, well, you know, why can't I run? It's a browbeat. It's a red card. So yeah, browbeat, right? Like it looks really good on paper um, until you start to see like just oh, my opponent's just gonna play around this, right? So just a couple of cards I think that it could interact with uh, against Hangerback Walker. You draw a card whenever they add a counter. Um, if they have Ballista, whenever they ping you, you get you draw a card. Um, if you're playing against Rally and they have the uh, Natuko Husk. husk. Yeah, whenever they sack a creature, you get to draw a card. So, I mean, there's there's some things. I just don't see those cards being everywhere in the format. I do also wish that it included artifacts so that I could hit things like crewing a copter or Mm -hmm. breaking a clue. Or planeswalkers. 
Yeah, or Planeswalkers. Planeswalkers would be too yeah. much. But like, if it hit artifacts, this card would be like properly really mm-hmm. good. Um, just because you're right, clues and and copter, being able to just catch all those would be massive. Um, hitting fetches mm-hmm. and you know like I don't know, Hangerback Walker, Jace. Like these are all things they can play around. Fetches will be a little harder, but it's not. It's just not enough, right? Yeah. Why play this? If I'm looking for card mm-hmm. advantage, when I can just play Tireless Tracker and actually control yeah. it. That's definitely the question, is Tireless Tracker. All right, uh, are you ready to move on to... Do you want to do artifacts oh, and lands, no. or do you want to do multicolor? No, no, uh, there's one more card. Oh, what do you got? Come on. Scape Shift. All right, so... Of course we got to talk about this. Yeah, well, we're going <laughs> to play so it in modern. Good. And, uh... uh no, I've been brewing. I've been playing... Uh, so I don't know if you guys uh, heard about my deck before the uh, landfall deck that yeah, I made. Yeah, so you're, you're a landfall guy. So I am interested to hear what you have to say about landfall. Okay, so scape shift plus retreat to Hagra is your win con- one of your win conditions. Okay, so that's so that's how you're going to emulate Velikut is with the... Uh, you the... get all those triggers, you drain life, you drain life, you drain life. And then if you got your Ramanap Excavator, you got like your Swordtooth, your Gitrog Monster. So you play Gitrog, you sack all these lands, you draw a bunch of cards, or you have Tireless Tracker in play, you sack all these lands, you get more lands, you get all these clues it just gets broken so quickly i think so normally i actually really have an issue with your landfall deck um and we've talked about that before Mm -hmm. but what you just said retreat to hagra with this actually sounds like it could be a real thing i'm really intrigued to see if we could do something i've been testing it It, it's getting close it could be a playable card in frontier Mm -hmm. there's just no good lands to really search up you just I think get more fetches. I think the big thing about this deck is you just ramp out real hard with like creatures. Mm-hmm. So you go like um, Wayward Swordtooth, mm-hmm. Renegade Rallyer, and you just like maybe even the new elf we were talking about Ooh, just a yeah, minute ago. True. And you just like and you just power out as many lands. As yeah, you yeah, can. yeah. Turbo yeah. lands, exactly. turbo lands with dudes. Um, gum up the board mm-hmm. and kind of have like this this uh, secondary threat where you're. It's like a combo deck, right? Where, where a lot of the combo decks that are good are good because they have this secondary game plan where they just, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm I'm casting a three mana five five. Deal with it. I used to have that. Omnath in this deck, but I decided to just go black green and Multani's not that bad. I, I do think Multani is good. He hasn't He'll come for me yet, but I think he is good. I, I don't remember Multani. He's the all, so. zero zero that gets plus one plus one for each card in your graveyard or each land in your graveyard and in play. Yeah, so you put five in. He's like six mana. Yeah, yeah six you mana. put you put five in the grave. You get five like more. He's a ten ten, and you can bring him back from the graveyard. Yeah. So it, I don't know. Six <laughs> mana is a ten mana. Okay, so. yeah. That's my um, that's my spiel on scape shift. All right, I'm gonna go with artifacts before we talk about multicolor. There's a few here that I like, and I have been waiting for some cheap artifacts. So I'm gonna go with one I'm excited about right off the bat. It is Fountain of Renewal, one mana artifact. At the beginning of your upkeep, you gain one life, and you can pay three and sacrifice it to draw a card. Literally all I've wanted is just something that's an artifact that'll sit in play and power up things like Tezzeret or Karn mm-hmm. or just whatever other goofy strategies we've got out there for artifacts. We need some, some random role yeah. players like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I think Found Never Null is actually really good. Um, I think it's just like low-key Atarka hate. You know, mm-hmm. just you throw four of them in your sideboard, uh, kind of forget it. Uh, it's good early when you can just drop it and accumulate life over the course of the game. It's good late when you can just cycle it. Yeah, you can always just cycle it for four, mm-hmm. turn on revolt, whatever yeah. else you need. Yeah, it's just it's well rounded. It's the kind of sideboard hate I like to see, just because 
it's not all in on being that hate. So when you when you draw it at the wrong time and you don't need it, it's it's useless, you know. Mm -hmm. So. Okay. Um. The other artifact I definitely want to mention is Crucible of Worlds got a reprint here. Mm. I. I mean, we got the Landfall Master here. What do you have anything mm -hmm. to say about it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard because you know you got Abrades and you got Colagon commands everywhere. Yeah. So yeah. And we did have this effect already based on the uh, the creature version of it. Hmm. So like I have the Remnant Excavator instead. Mm -hmm. So I guess it depends on the metagame. You know. Yeah, he dies people... to Abrade too, though. Yeah, but he doesn't die to Colagon's command. So. But I mean, you also, I think you tend to play Ramanup Excavator on turn four, mm -hmm. though, right? Like you play him when you can, or, or when you have like a Wayward Sword to yeah. player, something yeah. where you can, you can then go and get a mana right away. Yeah. And then his body is like, it's just kind of like, I, I've progressed my game plan. I have a body attached. Sweet. I guess yeah. it depends on how Crucible much all in on the combo you want to go to. Yeah. I think, I think, well, I don't know. I think just the thing is, I think we just don't play three mana do nothing yeah. artifacts in this format right it's why um... like if you wanted to go more control with the landfall deck you know like maybe just add in like a bunch of languages or languishes and crux of fates or cruise whatever you say crux of fates and then just like get rid of all your creatures then you'd play crucible words worlds I mean, if we don't play Oketra's Monument in this format, I can't imagine Crucible of World we're going to see play, right? Oketra's Monument at least has, like, a, a pretty significant upside, and, like, there are certain decks that just, like, have a really mm -hmm. hard time beating a resolved Oketra's Monument. Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't really see any deck ever having that much trouble with the Crucible of Worlds. Yeah. Um, how about Amulet of Safekeeping? So this is another hate card. It's two mana mm. for an artifact. Whenever you become the target of a spell or ability and opponent controls, counter unless they pay one. And mm. creature tokens get minus one, minus zero. So the big thing that hoses is cat combo. The mm -hmm. cats become zero fours. They're not very threatening. Mm -hmm. um, is this good enough to see play against a Tarka is, I think, the question of whether or not this card's playable. Yeah, would, Super duper no. Would you play this over, like, the Virant Plague, Virulent which just plague. gives minus one, minus one, and kills their tokens? Or it's minus two, minus two. I don't even love Virulent Plague, two. so probably no. Mm. Yeah, I mean... This is sweet and modern, mm -hmm. but we, if, the decks you want to hate with this, we just have better forms of hate at two mana, mm -hmm. right? So it's like, it. I actually enjoy this card. I think it's cool. It just it's not a frontier card. Mm. Would this be like a? I mean, it, it it kind of stops duress type effects, right? It slows them down. Slows them. Like Which, if you play two of them, kind of it stacks, play... they have to pay two, right? There's no thought sees that everyone's going to be trying to fire off mm -hmm. right away. I, I think that the kind of decks that would be playing the Transgress the Mind, they'll play mm -hmm. it on three and be perfectly happy against you if that's what they need. Or maybe against burn decks? That's true. It does slow down Atarka in that way as well, but it uh -huh. doesn't hit Atarka's command. Mm -hmm. I mean, if they're, go if they're going to the face, though, against you, it's like... They have the freedom to go to the face, mm -hmm. so you're losing, mm -hmm. right? But, it's like if if you're playing this to stop them from going to the face, but they don't have a lot of it. But they usually don't have a lot of extra mana, though, and then right? They have to spend that lightning strike on your one three, and you're still saving yourself, like because the whole thing is speed. If you slow, if you get two or two or three of these in play, their tokens are dealing no damage, and you know it's going to cost two or three mana for them to play their lightning strike, or sorry, their shocks or things like that, right? Yeah. 
Well, yeah, it depends because like I don't think they're gonna they're gonna care mm. about shooting you in the face. All right, I'm, I'm gonna say let's table it. Let's us. give it a try ourselves. Let's test it out yeah. and move on. Okay. Um, I have one last artifact I have to talk about. I know Kevin, you're out there somewhere listening. Sigiled Sword of Valyrian. It's an art. Mm. It's a artifact equipment. It's three mana to play, three mana to equip, which is not great, but. Equip creature gets plus two plus O. Oh, it gains vigilance. It's a knight in addition to its other types. And whenever it attacks, you create a two-two white knight token with vigilance attacking. <laughs> ah, I love equipment. <laughs> I don't know if this is good enough. I just have to hear what you guys think. Is there anywhere I you can try it? Too. It's too too, too like, much. I think. Well, the mana cost obviously sucks. Yeah. Right? You, mm-hmm. like, I think I think it's fair to say that equipment is more or less unplayable in Frontier mm-hmm. and, and almost constructed in in general really rare that equipment gets played what i'm hopeful for is that one day we'll get like just a critical mass of equipment matters cards well they have balduck um, from dominaire right the three one guy that gives you a three one token whenever he's sorry, equipped sorry. i meant i meant i meant good equipment yeah payoff cards so like i think danitha was really close yeah. like if danitha was two mana right if we could get a couple equip cost reducers at two mana and sram was sram is um, decent he draws you a card whenever you play one yeah, um, I guess. But he's also a 2-2 and just dies to things. Mm. So, all right. I, I'll, I just want to see if you guys have anywhere that I should try it out. Um, if we don't, let's talk about some multicolor cards. Um, mm-hmm. There's some legendary dragons. So Elder Dragons got some printings. Um, all of them are new. I, I think the two that are like 6-6s six, for 6, we're just going to kind of skip here. They're not great. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones I do want to talk about, there's a 3-5 Arcadus the Strategist. He's Bant and 1, so green, white, blue, 1. 3-5 mm-hmm. Flying Vigilance, and whenever a creature with Defender enters the battlefield and you control, you draw a card. And each creature you control with Defender assigns combat damage with Toughness instead of um, Power. Mm-hmm. And they can attack as if it didn't have a Defender. Mm-hmm. So it's like so, an extra Assault Formation. Yes. <laughs> it's like an extra Assault Formation. We've definitely been asking for an additional Assault Formation effect. We've been saying that all that deck needs is redundancy. But I, I think it misses... I think for me this card's a bit of a miss. So it doesn't work with Coco. It doesn't mm-hmm. work with Tetsuo Mazawa. Yeah. And it doesn't work with the creatures that can attack without having Defender. So for mm-hmm. me, with that Umazawa deck, the best creatures were things like the one fives that you could well, still do five. something. Well, I, I prefer the one five that you can do something mm-hmm. with when you don't have Assault Formation in play. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're 100% in on Assault Formation. So mm-hmm. for me, it's a little bit of a miss, but it's definitely an interesting card that I think we'll see some play in Frontier. Yeah. I, I'm on board with you there, Fink. Uh, it's a miss in Frontier. Super sweet in Commander. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, how about the Esper one? So Chromium, white, blue, black, and four is a 7-7 Flash Uncounterable Flying oh, that's so That's so good, I think. Yes, and then you can discard a card, and until end of turn, it becomes a 1-1 human with... Um, it, it loses all abilities, gains Hexproof, yeah. and can't be blocked. Mm. I love it. Yeah, it's great. It's a I think, great win condition. I think as a main board, you just it's way better just to be running Gearhulk. I think as a as a uh, kind of sideboard mm-hmm. card, I would rather just be on Sphinx, Sphinx of the Final Word. What about um, in a Dragon's deck? Is, is this make yes. Esper's Dragon possible? Yes. I don't know. I, I think I don't know. I think all these dragons are really going to help out the dragon archetype in Frontier. Okay, but uh... I don't think we got any dragons that are better than the dragons we had already, mm-hmm. except for one, which we're about to talk about. Yeah. 
I mean, Chromium is not bad. Esper Dragons was always one of the most. It had one of the. It had the most potential, I think. Jet. I mean, you're still looking at seven mana. Yeah. Right. That's, a, that's well, the biggest thing. It's like seven. Well, it, plays, it, plays it plays Silungar. It plays Silungar. It plays Ojitai. It plays. You know, it goes five, six, seven. There's a lot of big drops Ooh, in there. We already have all our big win conditions. Why do we need this guy? Yeah, that, that's kind of I would what... argue those ones are better, mm-hmm. right? Let's get the hex. Well, I guess the 3-7 also has hexproof. Exactly. Mm. But this one finishes it faster. Yeah, but... Well, not if you have to hit 7 mana first. True, true. All right, and the other one we have to talk about, of course, is Nicobalus the Ravager. So this is one blue-red mm. black 4-4 four, four flyer, Elder Dragon. When it enters the battlefield, each opponent discards a card. Mm-hmm. that's already amazing like that's mm-hmm. a really strong card and then it does have this extra ability for seven mana as a sorcery speed you can exile it and have it come back as a planeswalker which has a bunch of really strong abilities that you might not ever see <laughs> basically you can just think of that like like alting a normal planeswalker if you flip this guy you win mm-hmm. the game. yeah you can draw it's two broken. you can deal 10 to something you can get a creature planeswalker back you can win the game like it, it's silly so my, these, these this plane as a planeswalker, his abilities are absolutely bonkers. <laughs> my question is, do you play him before turn eleven? Like, do you do you absolutely, wait? Absolutely, absolutely. You never wait till turn eleven. Because I mean, oh th- I mean, do you want to do you want to play him for <laughs> are that? Are you even hitting your land drop every turn from one to eleven? That is the it's worst. Seven. That that's like. Uh, that, that like if you hit your land dress. <laughs> All right. Um, um, any other multicolored cards you guys want to mention? Well, I still want to talk more about Nicol oh, Bolas. Go for it, yeah. But I mean, like, I guess the problem I have with Nicol Bolas is that, so he, to me, he looks kind of a lot like a Siege Rhino. Yeah. Um, he's, he's the Grixis Siege Rhino. I think I've said that before. Yeah, right? Like, like, yeah, he loses one toughness, and it is an important point of toughness, mm-hmm. but he also upgrades from Trample to Flying, which is very important. Yes. Um, and you know maybe discard your opponent discarding their worst card is maybe a little worse than the siege run mm-hmm. enter the battlefield, but it's pretty comparable. I think I think it's like it's it's a really good effect. It is also especially if you're gonna... it's a little bit worse than to have four nickel bolus on top of your deck than compared to mm-hmm. four siege Rhino. I mean, that's very true. That's very true. And I think the biggest thing kind of holding this back is I feel like this this card uh, is an aggressive card. This card wants to go into just like a curve out deck, mm-hmm. and I don't know that. Like, as much as Grixis has just a, an insane number of the best cards in the format, like, I think Grixis is the best um, three-color combination in the format mm-hmm. by a mile, it doesn't have, like, the creature curve that Abzan does, which is which is part of what Siege Rhino like, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. leans on. So, like, There's no I'm great really excited two, three drops that you're really caring about, yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what people do with this, because he is sweet. But, okay, um, any other multicolored cards you want to talk about? I have two, if you guys don't have any other ones. Right, can you make it one? Oh, do I have to choose? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I guess I'll talk about uh, Heroic Reinforcements. All right, the... cool. So this is the two-mana red-white sorcery. Create two 1-1 one, one soldier tokens, and until end of turn, creatures you control get plus one, plus one in haste. Yeah, so basically this is a bushwhacker with raise the alarm except that sorcery speed you get the two creatures you get the plus one plus one you get the haste you don't get the two one body from the goblin but everybody else can attack as well yeah and i mean it 
if you're considering it two cards in one, you're basically drawing a card by playing these together. So it, I think yeah. that's really sweet. I think if you do have a tokens deck, which I know you do, mm-hmm. this seems like a shoe in for that kind of deck. This this seems like really good also with like history of Benelia. Like if I'm mm-hmm. going for like a more mid range thing, I play turn three history. Maybe this is just like a a red white version, and then I play this the next turn, and then I get the two knights that are going to be three three vigilance with haste, and then I get the the soldiers, which is another two. So that's like what ten damage turn four. Yeah, it's not bad. Okay, guys, here's what I'm going to do. So we are pretty much out of time here, but we did want to just go over a top five. So what I'm going to say is that let's each give what we think are our top five for the set, but we can't discuss them at all. Just I just want to hear them with no um, no no commentary. Hmm. Does that seem like a fair deal? Hmm. Sure. All right, go, go for uh Do you want to go through all of yours, or do you want to go five, 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 four, four? You four? guys can go first. I'll go last. All right, Matt, we're putting you up on the to bat right away. So my number five is Fountain of Renewal. I think it's just a really solid sideboard card. Ooh, okay, sweet. Um, I actually, into... I actually also had Fountain of Renewal. Sorry, I just have to jump in at number five. I also yeah, had absolutely. Fountain of Renewal. Yeah, I think it's just a really good card. Um, mm-hmm. Well-rounded, does what I want it to do. Sweet. Um, that that was my five as well. So do you want to your five, Ryan? Well, my number five, I had uh, Sun Cleanser. Hmm. Okay, so the white uh, yeah. hate bear. Your white hate bear. It's gonna be great sideboard card. It's gonna fit in a couple different types of archetypes, so I like it. Hmm. Um, Fair enough. What do you have for number four, Ryan? Um, I like chromium. Ooh, wow. Okay, so seven seven dragon. Oof. Yeah, I like it. Just says you know, I know Esper Control has been a really good uh, deck in Frontier at Hallelujah. So that's what I thought of when I chose chromium. I thought it's a hmm. good win condition. For me, I had to go with Elvish Clan Caller as my number four. That's the the new Elf Lord at two mana. Mm-hmm. I think that will definitely have an impact, and we know Elves is already kind of a deck. Yeah, I think it, kind of on its own, it's it's powerful. Uh, I don't think it actually gets Elves there yet, but like as a standalone card, it deserves a spot on the mm-hmm. list. Okay. Uh, so my number four is actually Bolus. Mm. Um. And I think that's mostly just because I don't think, like, I don't think the cards around him support a higher spot than number four yet. Because um, he wants to curve out, and he his colors aren't good at curving out. So, really cool. Standalone powerful. Okay. Uh, I, I can get behind that. Do you want to do your number three as well? My number three was actually Elvish Clan Caller. So I've already said okay. what I want well, to perfect, say Well, perfect, because my number three was uh, Bolas. <laughs> mm. <laughs> what you got, Ryan? Uh, I like... I like Tezzeret, actually. Like, what I'm thinking when I'm going over my top fives, I'm thinking what's going to have the biggest impact, not so much what's the strongest right now, but I think it has a lot of potential, and I think it could help to create some new archetypes. So. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with my number two here. I had Stitcher's Supplier, the 1-1 zombie that really, really fills your yard. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to find a home in a lot of different decks, and it's a, it's a nice effect we didn't have before. Mm-hmm. So my number two is actually Militia Bugler. Hmm, okay. Um, I think it's just a really well-rounded card. Um, I think it's going to fit into a lot of kind of weenie and human strategies. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of all I have to say. It's just like instantly good. Does what I want it to do. Uh, what about you, Ryan? My number two? Yep. Yeah, I, I had Nicole Bolas for number two. I mean, just oh, okay. flip, so, uh... flipping is so strong. Like, just... 
yeah, pretty much in consensus there. So I had Militia Bugler as my number one. So it sounds like we're right in line, me and Matt. I think we had all five of ours the same. No. Matt and I? So you're talking – I haven't given my number one yet. Any oh, guess okay, that's is right. what it is? Uh, no. Any what guess? Stitcher Supplier. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, yes. We were a little bit off on order, but we were right on – Yeah, I think Stitcher Supplier is just like – it's the only card that I'm absolutely certain we'll see play. So yes. that, it got the number one spot. How about you, Ryan? I, I had Elvish Clan color. I think seriously, I'm I'm scared of elves right now. Like, <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad to so hear. So many dangerous cards. All right. I am going to take us to the end of our show with that, though. So, guys, um, current event. Uh, I know that we've got a Frontier Open the weekend after this should be coming out. So we'll make sure to uh, Make sure to check on that. Mm-hmm. Um, we also we should have an upcoming cast for you as well. So we'll see if this splits into two here. Um, we might be able to just release it all as one real long episode. But hopefully you guys enjoyed working through this all with us. Um, you can contact us at always at MDG Frontier, MDG underscore Frontier on Instagram, and Reddit MDG Final Frontier. Yeah. And if you guys want to contact me, you can uh, contact me on Twitter at Yoshwenki, or you can uh, check out my website, www thejapanhobbyist.com No one ever messages me at SciTurkey1 <laughs> anyway, so... Well, yeah, I guess you can keep mentioning it. Guys, somebody message him, please. <laughs> We're desperate. Please, I'm, I'm so lonely. <laughs> Just send him your, like, phylactery lich brews and... Nice. Something like that. Alright, guys, this was a lot of fun. Matt, it was great to have you back. Hopefully we'll get you again soon. Um, Ryan, we'll, uh, we'll schedule something again shortly. Mm-hmm. Um, possibly with Taylor Holbrook. I know we were trying to schedule a time with. Yeah. For, uh, but for everyone out there, we look forward to being your go-to source for Frontier information online. Your Final Frontier, signing off. Mm-hmm.